Twin Creek Ranch, Howard County, Texas, 1927. Owen Wister drove his Packard 6 sedan under the arch that spread over the driveway that led to the home of Cade McCall. The driveway, covered with white rocks, cut through the middle of a well-maintained lawn which was surrounded by a split-log fence festooned with climbing Paul's scarlet roses. There were several buildings on the grounds, including a barn, the machine shed, the bunkhouse, the ranch overseer's house. The main house was relatively large, but not ostentatious. Compatible with the other structures, it was a two-story, white, clappered house with a red roof and a single dormer window. The pillared porch stretched all the way across the front of the house, then wrapped around to the left side. There were a couple of swings on the porch, hung from the ceiling at right angles to afford congenial conversation for the occupants. As the rider stepped from his car, he was met by a very pretty young lady that he judged to be about nineteen. She was wearing a blue and white pull-on dress with a hemline that fell between her ankles and knees. "'Mr. Wister?' she laughed. "'I've been wanting to say that. Mr. Wister. But then I expect you've heard that a lot.' Yes, Wister replied. I'm Amanda McCall. Grandpa's in the library. Come on, I'll take you to him. Thank you, Wister said. Reaching back into the car, he removed a brown leather satchel. Owen Wister had come to Twin Creek Ranch, the 60,000-acre cattle ranch in central Texas, to interview Cade McCall, a man about whom more than a few books had been written. Because of his storied past, he had been portrayed on the movie screen by such actors as Gary Cooper and William S. Hart. Wister was here because he planned to write a biography, The Life and Times of Cade McCall. There was an unpretentious entry foyer flanked by paintings. On one side was the portrait of a man who appeared to be in his mid-forties, wearing a red shirt and dark vest. The painting on the other side of the foyer was that of an attractive woman, her head turned to one side in a pensive pose, the white silk blouse showing just enough of her neck to display a pearl necklace. "'That's Grandma and Grandpa, but then you know that,' Amanda said when she saw where Wister was directing his gaze. "'Weren't they good-looking people, then?' "'Well, now, darling, you're saying we aren't good-looking now?' The man who asked the question was tall and rangy. At eighty-four, he had a full head of silver hair and a mustache that curled around either side of his mouth. Just above his right eye was a pale, hook-shaped scar. His bright blue eyes were twinkling with amusement. He had just stepped through one of the doors that opened off the foyer. "'Why, no, Grandpa,' Amanda insisted. "'You were very handsome then.' and you are very handsome now. Cade McCall chuckled, then extended his hand. Hello, Dan. It's been a long time. Cade's voice was deep and resonant. Hello, Cade. Yes, it has been. Dan? Amanda asked, confused by the address. Why did Grandpa call you Dan? I thought your name was Owen Wister. Owen is my name, and the name I write under, but family and friends call me Dan. He smiled. And ever since an adventure we once shared in Wyoming, I considered Cade a friend. Let's step into the parlor, Cade invited. Amanda, get your grandmother and your mom and dad. 
I think I can convince Dan to play the piano for us. Oh, do you play? I love the piano, Amanda said. If Dan wasn't one of the best-known novelists in America, he'd be one of the best-known musicians, Cade said. It's wonderful to see you again, Dan, Molly said as she embraced him. I read The Right Honorable the Strawberries in Cosmopolitan Magazine. I enjoyed it very much. Thank you. I'm working on a collection of short stories that I intend to call When West Was West, though I'm going to give Cade an entire book. I've no doubt that some of his adventures will find their way into the collection. You have people like Bat Masterson, Wyatt Earp, and Wild Bill Hickok to drive from, and that's just the good guys. I don't see room for me in that crowd. Don't sell yourself short, Cade. Your name is equal to any of those you've mentioned. Yeah, well, why don't we all get seated? Cade asked, uncomfortable with the accolades. I'm anxious to get the concert started. Once everyone had found a place, they turned their attention toward Owen Wister as he took his seat at the piano bench and stared at the keyboard for a long moment. Then he began to play. The music, soft and melodic, rose from the soundboard, filling the parlor with its resonance and embracing the listeners with its beautiful strains.